Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Good evening, everyone. This is your host, Fran McNeil, and tonight is Tuesday, July 26th. Welcome to the BDPAI Radio Show. We have an exciting lineup of guests tonight. For representing the national office, we have Monique Berry, the incoming national BDPA president. Monique comes from the Philadelphia BDPA chapter. Our second guest tonight will be Mr. Michael Robinson. He's a general manager at Microsoft. Our third guest will be representing a former high school computer competition alumni. He is Cedric Sanders. Um, Cedric was an alumni of class of 1991. So this year's conference will represent his 20th year conference reunion. And our final guest, he is Goldie Bonnie, and she is Chapter President of BDPA New Jersey. So stay with us as we begin an exciting show. And before we start, we'll just take a few moments for commercial announcements. Welcome to BDPA Internet Radio. I'm your host, Fran McNeil. Kudos to the 45 BDPA chapters across the nation and their members. And special thanks to the national, regional, and local sponsors who support BDPA and the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. BDPA Legacy. The BDPA chapter, which she led, in the both years that Monique led the BDPA chapter, Philadelphia chapter, um, they won Chapter of the Year honors. Monique currently is serving as our national president-elect. She is a leader on a team that is planning the 2011 BDPA Technology Conference in Chicago. And she is joining us tonight to share the vision that she has for BDPA in 2012 and 13 when she becomes national BDPA president. Monique, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know it's one week before the conference, so thank you for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here tonight to talk to you and um, our BDPA members and potential BDPA members. Thank you. Oh, our pleasure. Well, Monique, let's just jump right into it. The conference is a week away, 
and I'd love for you to share some of the behind-the-scenes planning and really what is in store for the individuals that attend the conference next week. Well, Fran, uh, we spend a lot of time preparing for this conference. We typically um, start in September, one month after the previous conference. So we've been working on this for about 11 months. We have a large team of volunteers throughout BDPA from across the country who participate in getting this event ready for us. This year, while we aren't adding a lot of new things to the conference, we are changing the format a little bit. So we've added several executive panels um, this year. We'll have a chief diversity officer panel. We'll have two CIO panels, and then we'll have one entrepreneurship panel. And these will be led by industry leaders, and each each panel will be a little different, have a little different flavor. And, in fact, at our dignitaries' reception on Friday night, um, we'll actually have a CIO panel during that reception. Usually we have an industry speaker, but we decided to make that a panel event as well. So that will be different, and also there will be no workshops happening during those panels because some of the feedback that we got back last year was that people in that attended workshops didn't get the opportunity to um, enjoy the panels. So we've made sure that there are no workshops taking place during these panel discussions. Okay, so what I'm hearing is the planning has started early and that you're extremely responsive to feedback and you've incorporated it for this year's upcoming conference. So it sounds like it's already action-packed, and that, that is very exciting. So as you look forward to stepping up to the national presidency, what is your vision for BDPA? My vision for BDPA is for us to truly be the premier organization for African Americans in IT. Um, I would like to see our members more engaged so they can truly get the benefits of being a BDPA member. I'd also like to um, provide a... um, you're, you're, you're familiar with the training industry. We have a with them, what's in it for me um, benefit, and I think our sponsors, they, they tend to ask what's in it for me, and our members tend to ask what's in it for me. And I want it, the what's in it for me to be an obvious thing for our membership. Um, I don't want people to question about why they're being members. I want them to know what benefits they're getting from the organization and I think if we could get our members more engaged and our sponsors more engaged, each of them would see what's in it for them. In that vein, I want to add some more, um, I guess, programs, a little different type of program, more like a professional development webcast series, something that we would have on a monthly basis, sort of like a watch and learn, where we would have... um, career coaches or career development experts actually talk to our membership about some of the steps they could take to advance in their careers. Um, Also, I'd like to provide some on-demand expertise webcasts that will introduce um, members to areas of expertise that they're not familiar with, and I'm thinking those could be delivered by our membership or by our corporate sponsors. That would help the members uh, get 
I guess en- enhance their personal knowledge around various IT topics because typically when you're on the job, you're doing you know your little part of the job, and so technology changes every day and it's in the uh, forever evolving um, knowledge base. So I think that if we had more expertise webcast it will help our members um have a breadth of knowledge for in the IT industry and um I'm also looking at a repository repository for links to free online courses tutorials and simulations as well as text for our members so they can actually um go just in time to get some of the knowledge that they look for um But those are just some of my ideas for the future of BDPA. Also, in 2012, this will be the first time that we've become a regional organization. And so our board will be um, more regional focused. And so I'd like to see us have more regional um, events. And I think this would help the, the chapters in their development as well as helping the sponsors see the with them for them because a regional um we could have more regional events sort of like regional CIO uh receptions or regional community events, regional tabletop career fairs, but whatever that region decided what was best for them and also we could pull in the regional universities and colleges. Um I'd like to build our student base because we need young people to keep the organization going. We need new ideas, new ways of thinking, and the young people will bring that to us. And the way that we can get to those re- reg- those students, I'm sorry, is to come together as a region and plan activities that can pull all those things together. That sounds wonderful. And, and I love the fact that you're leveraging the technology that's available at every level, the member level, the chapter level, the regional level, including the sponsors, and um, certainly looking at things from a national perspective. So that's that's very exciting. How will you, given these ideas, how will you put them into place? How will you connect with the membership? How will you get your vision implemented? Uh, It's funny that you should ask that. Um, Again, we're a technology organization, and when it comes to technology and how to do stuff, using technology, we are very good at using our technology. But being a technologist, we sort of get in too involved into the technology, and we don't do a lot with communication and engagement. In the business world, it would be client relationship management skills, that type of thing. I would really like us to implement a national communication plan and really talk about the ways of communication, who we're going to communicate to, who our audience is, what we should communicate, and when we should communicate. Uh, So I see that communication as a key success to the organization. Uh, And I do plan to fall back on experience uh, for the mem- for the members who are on the phone, um, you may know Wayne Hicks. He is the ultimate communicator. If there's any information that the membership membership should know about, Wayne Hicks is key to getting that information out there, and as well as Milt Haynes. So I'd like to leverage 
some of their experience as well as communicating the things that we're doing. I think the more communication that we have with our members, the more engaged they will be, and as well as with our corporate sponsors. And the regionalization of the organization will also help with that because we'll now have four regional vice presidents who will be responsible for communicating information out to those regions as well. So I think that will help us with the success of the vision as well. Oh, wonderful. So I'm really hearing that leadership is happening at many levels. And for you, for you, BDPA is a volunteer opportunity as well. Um, And you have a full-time job. How do you balance the leadership responsibilities within BDPA with your work responsibilities? Well, I start my day at 5 a.m., and I typically end my day at 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. Whoa. But (laughs) thank goodness for smartphones. My BDPA mail comes to my telephone, so I'm fairly responsible with responsive with my email. I have about eight different email accounts. They all come to my smartphone so I can respond fairly quickly to emergency emails as well as handle some of my other business. Um, I now commute to work instead of driving, so I handle a lot of BDPA um, business on my commute to work. Um, I have meetings that sometimes start at 7 a.m. in the morning, and I'll you know do that on my way to work as well. And I use a lot of technology in my communications um, with the conference team. Most of my communication with them is done through text and email. And um, as a leader, you have to learn how to delegate. Uh, You have to learn how to plan your agenda and your time. So I try to plan all of my activities around my full-time job and um, just make it work. You do what you have to do, and you do it until it gets done. Well, I've heard that before, and it's great to see it in action. I'm sort of smiling at the 5 a.m. wake up. I'm an early morning person myself. So uh, it's incredible how much you can get done in 18 or 20 hours in a day. (laughs) uh, I appreciate and applaud your efforts. Now tell us a little bit more about the conference. I mean, you've been working, as you said, um, almost a year on the conference with the conference team. Um, who are some of those folks, and how has the team come together, especially since you know the conference is next week? We're always open for volunteers. Um, and so this year, again, for the third year, our conference director is Pamela Sexton. She's also the president of the Chicago chapter, so she handles all of she's our man on the ground in Chicago, so she's made numerous visits to the um, hotel location. Um, she's talked to the management. Um, so we typically have a conversation every, once a week um, with some other leaders on the conference team, and we just talk about different logistics, uh, the Internet, the shipping. It, it's amazing all the things that go into putting on a conference and all of the moving parts, and Pamela really keeps track of all of those moving parts. We also have uh, workshop uh, coordinators or delivery managers, as we like to call them, 
and they're responsible for getting our speakers and setting up the workshops and arranging the schedule of the workshops. So we have James Zetta James. She's out of North Carolina. And we also have Phyllis Coleman, who's out of um, North Carolina. And Phyllis is the president of the Columbia, Greater Columbia chapter down in South Carolina. Um, we have Dee Pearson. She's our office administrator for the conference. And I'm not really sure how long Dee's been doing this, but um, she's been doing it since I've been a member. And she manages the office and all of the volunteers during the conference. And then we have Robert Gavin. He's out of Rochester, New York, and he's actually responsible for making that connection with all of our potential corporate sponsors and past corporate sponsors to tell them of the sponsorship opportunities, where we're going to be at the conference, and work out what they want to give and how they would like to participate in the conference. And then there's many, many more people. I'm sure I forgot some people. We have Dr. Bemley, who manages the IT Showcase, he makes sure that he has the judges for the IT showcase and um, selects the presentations that the students will present during the conference. And then we have Data Sturt Event, who actually put, um, is in charge of the high school computer competition. So she wrangles all of the coordinators across the country to make sure they have the logistical information for registering their teams for the conference, when they can bring their teams in, um, the dress code for the conference and that type of thing. It's a huge effort and a lot of people, a lot of moving parts, and we have fun. Well, it sounds like it, and I know that I have spoken with so many people over the last few months who are just waiting for the conference, and it's only a week away. So I wondered from your perspective, both the Philadelphia perspective and the national perspective, as we close out this particular segment, What's one thought that you'd like to leave the membership and the listening audience um, about the upcoming conference? For this conference, if you haven't been to a BDPA conference, and if you can, you should come to make it. A BDPA conference is unlike any other type of technology conference you've ever been to. Um, we're one big family. If you are a member um, now, thank you for your membership. If your membership is not current, I would urge you to renew it. And if you are not a member, I would say get started, get connected, get involved, and then you can maximize your membership experience. And I did not mention it earlier, but this year at the conference, I think on Friday night we're going to have a fantastic voyage, and we're going to cruise and have a good time at the conference on Friday night. So tickets are for sale on the website, and if you have any questions, just fill out a contact us uh, form on the website, and we'll be happy to answer your questions. And thank you wow. very much for having me, Fran. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Monique. I'll see you in Chicago. So thank you Great. again. Thank, thank you. you. And so what we're going to do is just take a brief commercial break. In fact, the next two uh, public service announcements are about the upcoming conference. And when we come back, we'll be speaking with Michael Robinson of Microsoft. Register and attend the National BDPA Technology Conference and Career Expo on August 3rd through the 6th, 2011 at the Hilton Chicago in Chicago, Illinois. The conference theme is Ignite, Inspire, and Empower. 
the GPS of future technologists. Go to www.bdpa.org to register now. One in a Billion Consulting is proud to announce that the Everybody Matters Team Building Workshop will be held on Thursday, August the 4th from 12.30 to 2 p.m. as a part of the National BDPA Conference at the Chicago Hilton. Be sure to pre-register to guarantee your seat for this fun and exciting workshop. Visit us on the web at oneinabillionconsulting.com, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We'll see you in Chicago. Okay, well, welcome back. Our next guest is Michael Robinson. And over the last four years, Michael has been responsible for managing the growth and strategic engagement with governments in 80 countries throughout the Middle East and Africa, managing a team of aligning Microsoft solutions in education, healthcare, defense, public safety, and e-government. One of the things that makes, one of the reasons that Michael is just a wonderful guest in addition to our show is that he provides a unique look at the ways that BDPA can improve its chances with corporate America. Now, I recently found out that Michael has just um, taken on a new position within Microsoft, which he'll share with us a little bit more. And Michael has been involved with BDPA for a number of years. Um, for two years, he served as BDPA's New York chapter president um, very early in his career. And Michael, I wanted to thank you and welcome you to the show. Thank you very much, Fran. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you again. Well, Michael, I know that you have had many experiences with BDPA, and you've, in fact, been part of um, a number of leadership opportunities. So one of the questions that I had was, how has BDPA assisted and or helped you in your rise to the boardroom? Yeah, so I think BDPA offers a great experience for leadership development. And I think it's one of the things that BDPA, quite frankly, doesn't tout uh, well enough um, because I think the opportunities for volunteer leadership uh, definitely has a correlation to your success and growth and development in the corporate world as well. And so I could say over, it's almost 30 years now uh, in terms of my involvement with BDPA. As you mentioned, I was the the BDPA president in New York um, for two years, um, but prior to that held a number of, uh, you know, chapter positions and supported it wherever I could. But each opportunity afforded me the, the ability to learn something new, to network, um, to, you know, continue to grow and develop. Uh, I also was responsible for or one of the architects of the, the BDPA uh, Education and Technology Foundation, uh, and so I was also an early board member there, and so I, I think that was probably my first board experience on a on a nonprofit board. So again, you know, just uh, as I moved on in my career and served on a number of nonprofit and, and a couple of for-profit boards, um, I've been able to draw on that experience. So tell us a little bit more about the experiences experiences then that you've had with Microsoft. I mean, I mentioned in your bio that you've been in 80 countries in just one of the roles that you had with Microsoft. Um, 
how has that been? What, what was that like? So, uh, as you pointed out, I just started a new role and, and moved back to the U.S., but for four years I lived in the Middle East. I lived in Dubai and uh, covered the, the region of the Middle East and Africa, and as you said, it was approximately 80 countries, depending on you know what was going on in the world and whether countries were embargoed or not. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a very uh, exciting experience. Um, you know, I learned a, a great deal. You know, I came to that role with a good deal of experience in, in sales and uh, solution development and working with, um, you know, large organizations uh, with Microsoft technology. However, just the diversity of that region, again, it's over 80 countries. Uh, it's over a billion and a half people that are impacted by the technology that we sold there. Um, you have almost every religion uh, that you can think of. Uh, you have um, uh, potentially 95% of the world's conflict that, that happens in that region. Uh, and so it just was a great learning experience, both personally and professionally, uh, around the cultural differences that, that people have. And when we, we had a chance to talk a few days ago, and you mentioned a term that I hadn't heard before and maybe others um, have not heard it as well, and it was cultural dexterity. And I was hoping that you right. could elaborate, sort of give a definition, and then connect that to um, a skill set that maybe BDPA members might want to focus on. Yeah, it's great, Fran. And, and I, uh, as I mentioned to you before, I can't take credit for that term. It was uh, my friends at Global Novations, that, that uh, firm that does um, consulting on diversity initiatives, and I've worked with them for a number of years. However, the concept is, is, is relatively simple. It's that, you know, in order for you to be in, effective in, in any environment, you have to understand the cultural dynamics that exist in that environment. And so, you know, one of the things that I took away from that and managing such a diverse area was, you know, you, you had to prepare. You had to make sure that you understood the nuances uh, of the culture as well as, uh, you know, how you would respond. And so in many cultures, you know, what you take for granted or something that, you know, might not be an issue for you can become a significant issue in, in different cultures. So, you know, just doing your research, doing your homework, um, you know, in my case, I would speak to the local teams um, to make sure that there was nothing that I was missing. I had the great fortune to to uh, meet with uh, kings, queens, and presidents of many of those countries. Uh, and so just the protocol and, and understanding the culture um, was very important in terms uh, of my success in that region. For BDPA members, what is what is transferable? Yeah, so I, I think there's a number of things that are transferable. You know, when you talk about cultural dexterity moving from one country to the next, the same principles, I believe, apply when you move from one organization to the next. Uh, and so, you know, I think there's a strong corollary between understanding your environment, being able to sense, uh, being able to research the culture of an organization um, before you join it. Um, you know, and, you know, if you're in any customer-facing um, roles in the technology field, again, I think the same principles apply. So these are lessons that I continue to, to use not only in my professional life, but in my personal life as well. Um, and so, again, the, the, the concept is simple, but it's about, um, you know, doing the preparation, being an open and active listener, um, you know, being able to respond or to read um, when dynamics change in an environment. And so I think those are all, you know, great qualities that anybody can apply. 
And if you're really interested, I, I suggest that you maybe go out to the Global Innovations uh, website, and uh, I'm sure they have a ton of material on cultural dexterity out there. Okay, that's a great that's a great reference point. And one of the questions that is popping up uh, actually multiple times on the chat is, given that you had an opportunity to be in the Middle East and Africa. How might BDPA evolve its mission to further support people of African descent that are living in Africa? Yeah, um, again, I'm very passionate about this topic, so thank you for the question. Um, There are huge, there are numerous opportunities for BDPA members or Africans, African Americans in general, in terms of supporting the growth and development of technology in Africa. You know, a few things are happening in Africa now that uh, is really allowing the adoption of technology. One is mobility, uh, the proliferation of uh, mobile devices. Uh, And so, you know, actually per capita, I think there are more mobile devices on the continent of Africa than, you know, many of the Western developed countries in in the world. So mobility is a big driver around uh, both applications and and technology adoption on the continent of Africa. The other is the advent or the, I I would say, the um, increased availability of broadband um, across the continent. So, you know, the the sea line cables back to Europe and the U.S., that have uh, enabled uh, broadband, um, you know, higher broadband uh, on the continent has really started to um, create an environment that, uh, you know, they're thinking about things like, uh, you know, offshoring, um, you know, uh, call centers, those kinds of things that, you know, traditionally we think about India or Russia or those areas. You know, you have a large um, uh, English-speaking population, and so there's a lot of opportunity there. The other is um, there's also a trend, uh, particularly I see it in Microsoft, where a lot of we hire Africans um, and we bring them uh, to the U.S. to develop their skills, and then they have a desire to go back home and share those those skills um, on the continent. So I think there's an opportunity for us to work with those individuals, help them develop, and take their, their talents back. Um, the other point that I would make is that there is, you know, no shortage of opportunities to do community-based um, things in Africa, whether it be building schools or, uh, you know, other types of missionary work. I think there's a huge opportunity for us to get involved and really make that continent, uh, you know, you know, realize its full potential. So earlier you mentioned that you were involved with the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation when it got started. And as BDPA continues to expand those efforts, what are ways that BDPA can be even more effective in reaching out to corporate America moving forward? Yeah, I I think it's, uh, you know, BDPA, you know, obviously because of its long history uh, and the level of corporate support that it's garnered over the years is, is obviously uh, relevant in, in corporate America. So I, I think that that has always been true. But, you know, as other things in our industry, you know, things change rapidly. So I think it's it's a matter of staying relevant, um, you know, staying ahead of the technology curve, uh, being able to provide, um, you know, um, resources to the corporate environment that are well-trained, uh, that are well-skilled, 
and that are, you know, thought leaders in the industry. And, and I think BDPA has a history of developing um, uh, significant thought leaders and skilled um, people. You know, the high school computer competition is a great example. Um, I'm waiting anxiously to hear from the young man from uh, 1991 to see what he's up to today. But, you know, developing that level of skills, I think, is, is really um, important that BDPA continues that, that they articulate it to the companies, that they work in collaboration with the corporations to make sure that those people are, you know, embedded in those organizations and are, are recognized as high performers and that the fact that they were, you know, assisted in, in their development by BDPA is, is a strong way to do that. You know, outside of that, I think another area is, you know, being relevant in your local communities um, because most corporate corporations are looking for a connection to the community, uh, to those demographics in terms of, you know, how, you know, those uh, communities uh, resonate or identify with those organizations. And so the fact that we can connect you know, major corporations to the community is another uh, huge advantage to BDPA, I believe. Wow. Well, Michael, I am definitely uh, going to invite you back uh, for a future show. I know that we have two additional guests, and I really want to thank you. And before you go, I'd love for you to just give us one final thought, um, you know, that you would like to leave the audience with. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, your involvement or uh, people's involvement in BDPA uh, is, a, is a great uh, investment of their time and efforts. Uh, however, you know, it's the people that make BDPA great and, and you know, uh, make it the organization that continues to evolve and support uh, African Americans in their pursuit of, uh, of uh, in the IT industry. And so I would encourage, you know, uh, all of the members to make sure that they're contributing uh, that they remain passionate about both technology and the advancement of our people. And, uh, you know, this is a great environment to do that in. So, you know, continue to, to push forward. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you again for being on our show and look forward to seeing you next week in Chicago. It's my pleasure and I'm looking forward to being there. Great. Thanks. So in just a moment, um, we are going to have an update from Wayne Hicks the Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And I believe that Wayne is on the line, so I'm going to open up the line. Welcome, Wayne. How are you tonight? I am outstanding. I'm very much uplifted by hearing from our incoming national president, um, Monique Berry, and then also hearing Michael Robinson, who was one of the first people I met when I joined BDPA and went to a national conference back in 1988. Michael has has always been an information technology thought leader and, and he's still, you know, leading by example uh, today in, in 2011 the way that he was doing 30 years ago with BDPI. So it's just great. I'm, I'm uplifted so far on this show. Terrific. Well, Wayne, I'm going to turn it over to you. I know that you said that there are some exciting things that just couldn't wait until the conference to share. So I'd love for you to give us sort of the one-minute, one-and-a-half-minute update and then when you finish, we are going to transition to our third guest, Cedric Sanders, and then our fourth and final guest, Goldie Bonnie. So, Wayne, I'll turn it over to you. Okay, this is the 60-second uh, the update on the BDPA Foundation's efforts of the past couple of weeks since our last show. Um, we are very, very happy to announce that the Creating IT Futures Foundation, uh, which is a component of CompTIA, 
Uh, that they have agreed to donate uh, $10,000 to help um, underwrite the Bemley Scholarships, which will go to the winning teams on the uh, 2011 National High School Computer Competition Championship that's being held next uh, week in Chicago. And so much thanks to the Creating IT Futures Foundation for that support. We're also very glad to announce that the Christ Church Cathedral um, a one of the mega churches in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, has made a donation to BETF of fifteen thousand dollars to support the the um, sites, the youth education programs uh, that are that are being hosted by our BDPA Cincinnati chapter. And finally, we are very pleased to um, let everybody know that the twenty-five thousand dollar grant that we received from the America Honda Foundation, that the final decisions and distribution of that funding um, is is being finalized actually tonight as we speak, and we will be announcing at the conference next week the, um, the dollar amounts for those chapters. We have over 24 chapters that um, have earned funding from the America Honda Foundation. The largest single um, chunk of change out of that will end up going to our BDPA Southern Minnesota chapter um, for the work that they've done. And surprisingly, the second uh, most money out of that will go to our BDPA Greater Columbia chapter. Um, a relatively small chapter uh, in, in South Carolina that's going to be bringing 23 students to our conference next week. And so that's the BETF Minute for today, Fran. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Wayne. Well, stick with us on the show, and uh, thank you for giving us that update. I am next going to introduce Cedric Sanders. Cedric, it's very exciting to have you on the show, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, that um, you competed in the National BBPA High School Computer Competition 20 years ago. You know, you're currently working with the Navy, and your career with the Navy has, you have been with the Navy for 19 years. So, one, yes. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for being here. And Thank you for um, me. To, oh, my pleasure. And I wanted to ask you, what attracted you to BBPA, and how did you get so actively involved? Um, it actually started when I was in high school. Um, I guess back then it was a uh, – one of the forefronts, I guess, was being able to have people that understood uh, computers and who understood technology in that sense of uh, using computers. So um, I was sitting in a math class uh, my sophomore year in high school, and they basically said, hey – we want you to take this test because, you know, pretty much all the high schools are doing it in the area. We want to see, you know, where you rate at and everything else. So I kind of took a test and kind of made myself look like a nerd in high school. But, you know, that's the one thing that is that was dynamic about being in the high schools where I grew up at was it didn't matter if you were a nerd or not. You know, if you actually performed and showed yourself that you actually knew what you were talking about and you proved it, nobody could talk, you know, talk bad about you. So, um, I originally didn't hear about PDPA until I got a letter in the mail saying that I had uh, passed the test and qualified and everything. And then um, instead of the normal summers that you would normally get um, in Kansas City, Missouri, um, I didn't have that summer. I had a bunch of uh, learning and figuring out problems and everything else like that. So that was how my summer evolved, uh, getting into my first year of the computer competition. And that first year when you went to the competition, uh, the actual competition, your team, where did they rank? That, you know what, I 
I can't honestly say we did bad, but I can't say we really did good because it was really our first competition. It was Kansas City's chapter's first competition. So, um, in my opinion, just in my opinion, I know we did good, but we didn't do, you know, we didn't do bad either. And uh, just from hearing from everyone else um, during that competition year and everything else, they were really impressed because of the, how much time we took. We didn't just go in there and and wing it. We went in there with information. We went in there with, you know, we did our research. We went in there and knew about the other schools that were competing. We knew who was there uh, the year prior. We knew how they won and everything else. So we did our research. And it, it got to the point where, yes, uh, teams were better than us, and they performed better than us, and that's all really what it was all about. And that's pretty much how it is now in, in, uh, in the years that have uh, passed since then. And I think when we had talked earlier a few days ago, you were sharing that the high school computer competition, in addition to the knowledge around technology, it really introduced you to problem solving which is a key component of your everyday work in the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. Can you That's true. on that uh, a little bit? Um, with, with that, it's just uh, being able to uh, have a different element of learning how to communicate and how to problem solve helped me greatly, even um, with me uh, doing music, my hobby. Um, I learned that, you know, doing music and having the patience and being able to problem solve certain things It'll help you uh, enhance your knowledge, not just in the aspect of doing music or just in the military, but it also helps you with communication on um, with people on the computer, doing social networking and everything else, because in order for you to know how to use a program, of course, you have to problem solve. You need to know that, okay, I don't just open file and a program is going to open. There's certain you know key components to a program, and there's certain key components to doing anything in a daily basis when it comes to just not computer programming, when it just comes to social networking, me being in the military, doing music, whatever the case may be, there's still problem solving. So BDPA, in a sense, taught me that there's a lot of patience that comes with problem solving. You have to have patience. With everything that's new that's coming out, you have to have patience. And so... Earlier, Monique talked about the fact that within her vision, she's really interested in getting young people involved in the organization um, because they are the future of the organization. And given this is your 20th year anniversary, what are some of your thoughts about attracting and engaging high school students and college students in this organization? I think two things, really. One, um, our younger generation is our future. No matter how much time we spend on um, training our youth in high school or in college or even in youth camps and um, boys and girls clubs, these are this is our future. And the, the opportunity we take for our kids to be able to force the future is how much education we're going to push up on them. So I think with the element of the new BDPA president, I think her goal in life right now at this point is making sure that, one, our junior people are educated, not just in the sense of being able to um, go in there and take jobs from everybody, because that's what we want to do with our young people is I'm training my relief. I'm training the guy that's going to ultimately be taking my job over. So in 20 years from now, when I'm doing um, interviews or I'm looking at this person in a newspaper, I know for a fact that I gave him a good product. I gave him as much as I knew into whatever it is that uh, that I know about the product, and he's making it better. The second key component is, is being able to give those opportunities to those young people because I think people kind of take it away from them and social, social society, social networking, or whatever the case may be because young people want to know the information, hence Facebook. 
most of the users on Facebook, we know are under the age of 20. We know that a lot of, you know, high school and, and uh, grade school people are in Facebook just because of the communication. But there's also a lot of people that are above that age that are using social networking. And I think it's an uh, element of something that we need to use as, you know, the best opportunity to educate our young people, even if it's through social networking, being able to get those the information out to those people and saying, hey, this is what this is what you need to be successful in this business. It doesn't require a degree. It doesn't require you to have to go to school. But guess what? If it does, these are the tools you're going to need so that you can step forward and get that and get that far. Well, I hear your passion about education, problem solving, um, connecting the dots. What was the final thought that you'd like to share with the audience? And I'm hoping you'll connect that to some degree with the national conference coming up. Oh, of course. Um, if there's a final thought that I have to put out to everybody is do not sleep on the youth. There's a lot of things that they have to they can provide, not just to the BDPA organization, but to telecommunication with social networking and everything. Get your young kids out there, take them to Chicago, take them to the conference. They don't even need to know anything about BDPA, but give them the opportunity to learn about BDPA on their own and let them tell you as a parent or as a mentor or as a, a college professor saying that, hey, I want to know more about BDPA. What can they provide for me? And allow BDPA to talk for itself and then, you know, anything about telecommunication. It doesn't have to be anything with social networking or anything. It could just be something that they can sit down and just learn something about the organization and help provide that much more information for the future of today's youth because that is what's going to be our future. It's not going to be the people that are around 20 years from now. All we can do is talk about how bad it was back then and how great it is now because we forged it to where our release are going to take that. So give them the opportunity and let us have the opportunity to be able to find those people that's going to run the businesses 20, 30, 40 years from now. Wow. Well, Cedric, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your energy. I know that you're going to have a great 20th reunion, and I look forward to seeing you in Chicago. Have a great I'm evening. I'm going to try. i got to make sure that I iron my MC Hammer pants that I wore 20 years ago just to make sure that I'm in style. But, uh... Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have the uh, digital camera out to capture that moment as well. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, coming up next is Goldie Bonnie. Goldie is a longtime BDPA member, and she currently serves as BDPA New Jersey Chapter President. Her chapter's high school computer competition team received the silver medal at the 2011 Southeast Regional High School Computer Competition Championship, which is held at Bowie State University. The New Jersey Chapter is the only one in the nation with the Families in Technology Day workshops, booths, games, and giveaways of over 500 laptop computers over the past five years. Goldie, welcome to BBPA iRadio. Thanks, Fran. Thanks for having me. You know, tell us, let's jump right in. Tell us how you innovated the Black Technology Family Week into a technology day. Why did you do that, and how has it become so successful within your chapter? 
Well, you know, first I just want to say, like, with all the chapters, with the BFTAW or Black Science Technology Awareness Week, um, you need to determine exactly what works best for your chapter. So with our chapter, we realized that, you know, we really couldn't incorporate a week's worth of events, so we decided to consolidate that into just having, um, you know, one program over the course of a day, and that's where we came up with our Families and Technology Day, or FIT, and it basically consists of, um, you know, a program where we have, um, we provide a continental breakfast and a lunch for the attendees. Uh, we have a series of workshops um, in the afternoon and also in the morning. We have a keynote speaker that um, talks about uh, technology-related topics to all the attendees. Um, and then we also, um, we use this program to promote our HSCC and SITES program. Um, and one of the big uh, one of the big things with this program that we're able to do is we're able to provide um, refurbished laptops to the attendees. And um, we've been running this program actually for eight years now. Next year will mark nine years. And over the course of the eight years so far, we've managed to uh, give away approximately about 800 um, refurbished laptops to the students. So it's been a very rewarding program, and um, it's it's definitely something that everyone looks forward to every year. Well, in having that successful track record and understanding, I loved how you prefaced it with each chapter has to make their own decisions. What are some best practices, though, from what you've done that chapters might use as a takeaway or and or a checklist? Right. Well, one of the well, we we've kept the same format over these years. So, you know, it's that whole thing, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. I mean, we've been doing the same thing over and over again now for eight years now, and it's managed to work for us perfectly. So we just keep the same project plan. Um, we may tweak or change some things here and there, but it's basically the same format every year. Um, you know, we, we've managed to maintain strong relationships with our corporate sponsors that have partnered on this event over the years, um, like Prudential, um, Johnson & Johnson, Morgan Chase, um, also uh, Microsoft. And, um, you know, through those sponsors, we're able to provide the laptops and even the software that we um, provide with the laptops. And it's just, you know, just forging those relationships. I mean, we've had, um, you know, other organizations partner with us, um, Nesby, um, NAVA. So, you know, we've just been very fortunate to keep a lot of the same partners to, to keep the program running strong. And then we've also built a strong relationship with uh, the New Jersey Institute of Technology, or NJIT. So that's been, you know, where we've been able to host the program um, these past few years. Well, and I know that um, when we spoke uh, about a week ago, you not only have relationships with other organizations and also with the BDPA network on the East Coast. So, you know, you and Lynetta talk, you talk with the Boston folks and the Philadelphia folks, and so you're really part of a network um, within the BDPA region. And Absolutely. so when, when your members come to you with questions and or expectations, how do you manage that outside of that one event? You know, what are your, some of your best practices to keep your members engaged and involved? Well, we have, um, we have a series of program meetings that we offer on a monthly basis, and that's actually something that 
all of the chapters have, um, you know, we have our monthly program meetings and workshops. Um, we also have networking events for our members as well, so that gives them the opportunity to come and network with each other and also to network with, um, you know, our corporate sponsors, um, any other uh, students or, you know, entrepreneur members that may attend as well. And we just try to encourage them to, um, you know, take advantage of what BDP has to offer, you know, whether that's, um, you know, for entrepreneurs being able to market their businesses and get their names out there. Um, for members, it's just, you know, having those, you know, giving them training that, you know, that real-world um, professional training that will assist them in their um, professional careers. Um, also, just strongly encouraging the use of the resume database that we have for BDPA. I'm not sure that a lot of members are even aware or just know um, exactly that, you know, what that entails or that it's even there for their use. So we just try to encourage that. Um, and also helping, you know, members that may be in transition. Um, I think part of, our part of our responsibility as leaders of, you know, these chapters is to try and do our part to get our qualified uh, members um, in front of these hiring man managers at our corporate sponsors. So, you know, just trying to encourage our members and provide them with the resources um, to the best of our ability. Wow. And when you talk about resources, certainly, and, you know, I'm very excited about the National Conference, so I keep bringing this up, and one of the resources that combines the networking, the relationship building, the access to um, the corporate sponsors, job opportunities, is the conference coming up. What's exciting you about the conference next week? Well, first of all, I've actually never been to Chicago, so I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, just being in the city and experiencing, you know, the culture and, the, you know, the different, um, the food and, you know, different things of that nature. I'm really excited about that. Also, this, um, you know, the national conference is basically the one time um, every year that, you know, I'm able to, you know, really get to see all the other chapter leaders as well as all the ch all the other members across the chapters so it's just, you know, it provides a lot of networking um, in that regard. And then also, you know, the exciting piece of the conference, I know Cedric was talking about that and also Michael had mentioned too, was the HSCC competition. Um, just seeing, you know, all the students together and competing and, you know, you know how much work that they've put into it. I mean, I know our team has been working basically, you know, feverishly since, uh, you know, since last, since October. So I'm just really excited to see them um, you know, compete, and also to watch them network with the other students and build that network. I mean, these are students that could potentially be their classmates, whether, you know, depending on where they go to school, or, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity for these students out there. I mean, you know, there's internships, so this is just a great opportunity for everyone to come together and, um, you know, just kind of put yourself out there. That, that's true. I, we, um, I don't think the internship database has been brought up, but that's certainly something that's available for high school students and uh, particularly the college students. Right, the resume database. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the, just really in, as we wrap up the show, what's one final thought that you'd like to leave our audience with from your perspective in the New Jersey chapter? Well, I would just say that, um, you know, we as in BDPA are really only as strong as our membership. So, you know, 
I just encourage all members to just get involved as much as they can with their local chapters. Um, find out, you know, where the when the program meetings are. Um, maybe join a committee. Um, possibly, you know, get elected to the board because this is just great experience, great real world experience. And there's really, I mean, no one's going to tell you no. I mean, this is just a great learning experience. I can say from my own personal experience. Um, in the path that I've traveled through BDPA, that it has definitely helped me um, professionally with my career. And, um, you know, we have a lot of great things happening in New Jersey. Um, we're building up our sites and HSCC programs, so we're actively seeking uh, volunteers for that as well as other programs. So I would just like to say that anybody's interested, um, you know, in learning more about the chapter, um, you can visit our website, which can be found on bdpa.org, or they can just send me an email directly. Um, my email address is president at bdpanewjersey.org, and that's president at bdpanewjersey, spelled out, dot org. Wow. Well, Goldie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Our We are coming towards the close of the show, and even though this will be the last show before the conference, Next week, um, BDPA Internet Radio will be broadcasting live, so please make sure that you visit us at our booth so that you can share your thoughts um, and get on air and update the listeners and the audience on what's happening in your chapter. So thank you again, Goldie. You're welcome. I want to thank, thank all of the... Oh, sure. I want to thank all of our guests tonight. We are going to close out our show with the outro, and we will see you at the conference. So, Everaldo, if you'll just close us out, and we'll check in with everyone next Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.